Welcome to PodRx, Prevention in Action. PodRx helps parents and guardians learn more about trends and tips on prescription drug safety and is powered by education technology leader EverFi. I want to welcome you to this episode of PodRx. I'm Jared Latch, and we appreciate you listening. On this episode, we want to share some important insight on the actual course from its creators. We'll touch on course design, how students are assessed, what the future looks like, and why scalable impact is so important. Our hope is that this information will set parents up to have productive conversations with their children. We begin with Elaine Albers. Albers is the Vice President of Content and Product Development at EverFi. Elaine, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jared. I'm excited to be here. So let's start off with this course. When you conceptualized what it might be, what drove you to suggest that the course should be geared towards high school and college-age students? Well, you know, Jared, we recognized that misuse of prescription medications, um, especially opioids, was a huge problem across the country, something impacting communities, families, um, individuals everywhere. And one of EverFi's unique strengths is our network and our reach. Um, In higher education and in uh, K through 12th grade schools, we have partnerships with over 1,400 universities and colleges and over 20,000 schools. So that footprint um, provides EverFi with both the ability and the opportunity to develop programming on critical topics uh, like prescription drug safety. We recognize and respect that both high school and college students have a critical role to play in this space and in helping our society on a population level become educated about this problem. Elaine, you talked about the the overarching goal right there of what Mm -hmm. this course is all about. So if you dig into the design a little bit, Why was it designed the way it is? And what's maybe, if you could paint the picture of the flow of how the course topics make their way through? Yeah, so the course is divided into six main modules. Um, We start with the basics, um, including a video introducing why this is an important topic for students to learn about. We then progress into some of the foundational information about three specific types or categories of medications, um, including opioids, stimulants, and depressants. Um, And we introduce the basics about how each works, potential side effects of each. Then we move into a module on the science of addiction. And this is a topic that we've heard from learners in these age groups that they're really interested in. In the third module, we move on to understanding prescriptions. It's filled with really neat interactive activities where learners explore information provided on a prescription drug label. And once they've explored that information, they have an opportunity to apply it in some interactive scenarios, making decisions about how those scenarios turned out. We then move on to safe use. So we're focused on making sure that our learners aren't afraid to take their medications. Um, We want them to really end up being educated about how to take them appropriately. We also talk about why it's both appropriate and important to reach out to your doctor or pharmacist if you have questions or concerns and to be comfortable. In the fifth module, one of my favorites, it's all about skill building. It's called refusal skills. And in this module, learners explore some engaging 
photo and video scenarios about how to resist peer pressure. And they get to see the outcome of those different decisions. Now, the sixth and final module is all about supporting a friend. And this is where learners learn how to recognize the warning signs of a friend in trouble. They also learn how to respond appropriately to a potential overdose situation. So the focus in the final module of the course is really about how to step in, how to support a friend or loved one who may be misusing medication or potentially in a troublesome situation. Those modules, as you just mentioned, Elaine, (laughs) loaded with important topics, uh, hard-hitting topics that are out there right now. In terms of engagement, since you have these modules in place, what is there that you guys are maybe using to help it resonate more and promote more engagement with the target audience? You know, that's a great question. Learners these days, they expect a lot. They are tech savvy. They are digital natives. They're also inundated with content throughout their daily lives. Um, So ensuring that what we build resonates with them is critically important. Some of the ways that we do that include doing a lot of user testing throughout our development process. We also gather and analyze a lot of data from all of our courses. So we're tracking survey and assessment responses, and we're iteratively making updates and adjustments uh, to our content as a result. In addition, each module is built, it's comprised of a variety of interactivities. They're focused on skill building scenarios and videos. They include animations and video scenarios. The goal is capture their attention, keep them engaged, and provide them with interesting ways to absorb information and and build their own skills. Look into the future a little bit. Put on your forecaster hat. Uh, you know the information. Now this course has been around for a few years. You have some data. How do you see the course evolving to ensure that you are staying on top of the key issues and staying in line with societal change? We're always looking for appropriate ways to update the content based on trends and new resources and technology that are available. For example, We've updated recommended disposal strategies, right, for getting rid of your medication to no longer recommend flushing your medication. So when we built this course, that was one of the recommended strategies uh, for disposal of medication. So the course has been adjusted to reflect that change. Thought has really changed related to the potential environmental impact of flushing medication. We've also added information about disposal kits. A number of companies and pharmacies are now making available actual disposal kits that learners can use to dispose of their medications. And those were less prevalent when we were building the course. So when you look at the future of the course overall, who do you see that you guys will reach that maybe you're not reaching now? Is there a different segment of people? We recognize that this type of programming and this information is valuable and it's needed by many groups and audience, not just high school students and college students. And as a result, EverFi is building on and we're expanding the scope of our online education related to prescription drug safety to reach adults across the country. So we're working on developing programming specifically for that audience. For example, we know that many adults are parents and caregivers and providing them with information and skills on how to have important and critical conversations with their loved ones like their children is vitally important. 
the programming we're developing for them needs to be delivered in a way that they can access during a time and a place that works best for them. So making content work well on a variety of devices, including smartphones and tablets, is really important to an adult audience. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for your time, your insight, and for all your work on PDSN. I know it's impacting more people than you can imagine. Great. Thanks, Jared. It was great speaking with you today. That brings us to our second guest, Kimberly Timpf. Kimberly is the Senior Director of Impact and Education at EverFi. She'll be able to provide us with more on the overall methodology for developing the content within the course. And with that in mind, let's start off with the initial idea. Kimberly, I appreciate you joining me. And here's the same question that I posed to Elaine. When you were conceptualizing this course, what drove you to suggest that it should be geared toward high school and college-age students? Make sure that students walked away, uh, that they had you know, all those important pieces of facts and that the science was the same. So it, it, it wasn't a challenge to translate that into a K-12 course. We know that these two audiences were particularly... So thank you uh, for, for inviting me here today. I appreciate uh, the opportunity and the time that we're going to spend together. Uh, I think in response to the question, in addition to what Elaine is so well articulated, was that as we were building all our college course, we did recognize the need to go further upstream. Uh, and so it was always in the plan to create a K-12 course using that same framework and methodology and learning outcomes were going to be the same. We wanted to important to reach and specifically the K-12. We want to, as, as I said, go upstream uh, with these approaches. And so that's uh, the direction that we went. Kimberly, as a subject matter expert, there was so much that could go into each of these modules in this course overall. How were you able to narrow down and really dive in and prioritize which topics were most important to discuss within the course? That is, that's a great question. There were many conversations about that, uh, as you can imagine. So EverFi's blueprint for developing effective prevention courses really begins with leveraging the healthy majority at a population level, because uh, there is a recognition that most students do not engage in unhealthy behavior. And in this case, that majority is K-12 and the healthy behavior or the unhealthy behavior is misuse of prescription medications. We really wanted to leverage that healthy majority because that's central to the course curriculum, particularly when it comes to helping empower students to step in to help someone who may be struggling with misuse or abuse or, or even a potential overdose. I'd love to touch on the, the idea of bystander intervention. I know that's such a critical part. Are you finding that the behaviors are uh, changeable, I guess, if people are informed in regard to stepping in, like you mentioned, and helping someone else who has an issue? Absolutely. When we talk about leveraging the healthy majority, that requires challenging misperceptions about the prevalence and social acceptance of substance misuse and abuse. So it all begins with the idea that students' perceptions, and in fact, uh, many of us, I don't think it's, it's students only, but I think it's human nature, that perceptions uh, of, of norms, what is normal in a given environment, are prone to error. In this case, students overestimate how much their peers endorse negative behaviors, and they underestimate um, their peers' endorsement of positive behaviors. So correcting these norms will increase the potential for a student to assist someone who may be struggling or at risk of an overdose because they know they're not alone in wanting to help. And that's bystander intervention. One of my favorite course activities uh, is a study group where one member of the study group is offering ADHD medication or stimulant 
to the rest of the group. And, and we see in that exercise what each person is thinking, what they want to say, but also wondering what is everybody else thinking? And, and I think that really so clearly illustrates the conversation that is happening inside a student's head in those situations. The goal of the exercise is to illustrate, one, that it's more likely than not that everyone has similar concerns, and two, the exercise also provides examples, specific examples of how you can respond in that situation to an offer of medication that is not prescribed to you. Let's look outside of the opioid crisis. We are seeing some other areas such as vaping, e-cigarettes, they've been more prevalent in the news here as of late. Are you seeing any correlation between all of that? And if so, what are you finding? Another uh, great question uh, there because there really isn't uh, a lot on vaping yet in terms of the research and longitudinal research uh, for sure. It's just now starting to emerge, so connections are really difficult to identify at this point. However, we know that there are similarities in terms of how all of these substances impact brain development and how that can lead to increased potential for a substance use disorder later in life. Now that the, the network's been out there for the last couple of years, you've seen a national impact in some form and it's still growing. The information that's been collected, uh, what have you found out that's going to help you towards making the future of this course even bigger and more powerful? I would say identifying how much students learn from the course and how much their perceptions of their peers' beliefs and behaviors change. So. As an example, 72% of students say the course helped them understand the various ways to refuse to participate in prescription drug misuse. And that's a great finding. Um, I think also around feeling confident and supporting a friend went from 38% prior to the course to 89% after the course. I mean, that is an incredible knowledge gain, right? This tells me that there is such a need to provide this type of information to educate students around these topics. At the same time, none of those knowledge areas grew to 100%, so there's still opportunity to increase that score. And that needs to happen in the classrooms and in uh, opportunities for information that could be incorporated into the curriculum in the classroom. The change in perception between what students believe and what they think their peers believe is also significant. 83% of students said they believe that sharing prescription medication is harmful, yet only 49% believed that their peers had that same belief. We know the course helps to close that gap by 15% or so, but schools must continue to reinforce that healthy majority. They need to encourage students to stand up for themselves and their friends to make sure they stay in that safe and healthy majority beyond what they learned in the course. Seems like there's so much value in just facilitating the conversations. You mentioned others are guessing what other people are thinking, but if they talk, they can make a big difference. So before I let you go, here's the final question. Where do you see the future of this course going in terms of the type of impact it can make and, and maybe who it might reach that it's not reaching at the moment? So I think one of the, the great um, opportunities here is as a result of the experts we have engaged in our course development process, we have such rich content can be used to inform courses for other populations that need this uh, information. For example, we are seeing increased requests to create adult-focused content and what we call just-in-time learning, meaning modules that help patients and their caregivers understand how to use a prescribed medication safely and responsibly, 
I think this is so important because healthcare professionals don't always have the time to educate patients on things like how to refuse a request from someone else for medication. If you're talking about a student who's about to go off to college and is being prescribed uh, a stimulant medication to treat ADHD for the first time, these are really critical topics for these folks to understand and also for, again, those caregivers uh, to understand so that they can help reinforce those messages and recognize when uh, there might be a need for additional education and additional conversations with their healthcare provider. I believe we'll see this continue to evolve even beyond prescription medications, potentially to broader topics like how to be an educated healthcare consumer. I just think there are multiple opportunities on the horizon and there's a lot that I probably can't even speculate on that will occur. Thank you so much for your time and all your work on the Prescription Drug Safety Network. Incredible work that you all are doing. Thank you so much. As you heard from my conversation with Kimberly, the possibilities in terms of impact are limitless. That wraps up this episode of Pod RX Prevention in Action, brought to you by EverFi. I'm Jared Latch. We appreciate you joining us. EverFi is a digital learning leader whose educational courses are used in one in three public high schools in the U.S. EverFi created the Prescription Drug Safety Network to convene public and private organizations who are committed to empowering young people with the knowledge and skills to make healthy decisions about prescription medications. You can find out more about the Prescription Drug Safety Network and its partners by visiting prescriptiondrugsafetynetwork.com.